This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a beautiful morning. Wonderful. I want us to read again and then we will sit down. Let's stand for a while after I've been standing. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Soldiers of the cross. Do you know this one? <laughs> it's royal. What I wanted to get from there is a stand up for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, Luke chapter 2. Verse 10, but let's start from verse 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were so afraid. I think we read that in one of the Bible readings. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring unto you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. If your Bible is yours, underline that word, all people. Amen. Amen. Let's read on. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. But I want I want to call attention to the fact that he said that I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, not just some people, to all people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's have our seat briefly. Hallelujah. Should they say when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Alright. So look, the Bible says for all people. And that's what I want to call our attention to. So when we come to a moment like this, and we start with the fact that when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable, then it becomes necessary to ask beyond the shining lights beyond the rice that we have, beyond the cards that we exchange, beyond the greetings that we send to people, beyond the joy of this festive period, beyond the dancings and the songs, beyond the public holiday that the government is giving us, beyond the clothes that we wear and the pictures that we take and the red cap that we put on, red and white, beyond the Christmas carol that we see all around. I saw in Aquaibom State's the governor celebrated Christmas in a very wonderful way. Actually, there should be over 200,000 by the stadium. I mean, and Pastor Abel was there to preach. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful governor. You know, beyond all those things, we get to ask, why did they come? There's nothing wrong with anything we attach to Christmas. Whether you go visit your cousins and like many people travel somewhere, whether you go buy gifts for people, it's wonderful. The master it's never against his people rejoicing. Paul wrote and he said, Rejoice, I say unto you again, rejoice. But the question we should ask is, On what is our joy based upon? And what exactly is the reason for the season that we are in? Then, when the reason is not known, we celebrate. But we haven't given Jesus Christ. The very gift that befits his person and that satisfies his hearts. 
So one of the major questions to ask a moment like this, you know, when the wise men heard about the coming that he has come, they brought gifts. And I've told you before, there's nowhere in the Bible that says three wise men. They put three because they gave three gifts. The Bible didn't specify their number. Hallelujah. Human beings have added many things to scriptures that are not there. I can give you several examples of what people say. They assume it's in the Bible like that, but it's not in the Bible like that. People also say that Abraham gave birth to two children. That's not true. Abraham gave birth to eight children. Genesis 25 talks about six others. Because after Sarah died, he married another woman called Keturah. And Keturah gave birth to six for Abraham. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Are you with me? I can go on and on and on. We, when we praise God, we say this to motivate people to praise God. The only, you know, when David was dancing, praising God, Micah looked at him and despised him as she was barren. Micah was not barren. Micah just did not have any child for David. Before she married David, she was married to a man before and she already had a child. <laughs> you see, it is good to study the word of God. The things are in the Bible. But it's many that we say some things without taking that time to check ourselves. Yeah, it was painful that she would have loved to give out to a child who should be a royalty. But it did, so that was what happened. But you know, before David married that she was living one man before. Because David, the father told David, go and kill under Philistine and I'll give you this woman. And he did. But the father gave her to someone else. So when David became king, he said, sorry, there's a wife that I labored for. I paid the dowry. I paid the bad price. Go and bring the lady. And Bible said she was from David's house. Her husband was falling and crying. That was a stupid man. <laughs> he carried one back falling and crying. Oh, my God. Brother, sit down. I shut off your mouth. You know, when I, when I see men who are emotional, it bothers me. It's wonderful. I love them all the same. And I was yeah, one lady broke up with somebody. The guy just ran. Oh, I was in the Azikwe all. And he was my senior. Even the fellowship was my senior. I just loved him so much. And he ran inside and he jumped upon his bed. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, said, I even thought he lost a member of the family. He said, what happened? He said, she broke up with me. <laughs> Where I was, honestly, I felt like giving him a knock on his head. Oh, that's why you are crying like this. <laughs> There's some of you are looking at me. I'm suspecting you. Have you cried like that when somebody left you? <laughs> when somebody leaves you, it can be painful. Learn to say, uh, in a relationship, in a courtship, I mean, uh, oh, I can't imagine life without it. That's not true. You were living before you met the person. So there has been life before the person, and there will be life after the person. Those who threaten to die on this, you know they don't die. And they start threatening, they start saying things when people are around. So, beg them. Pray you don't have the likes of me around. Why are you carrying that? I'll just be looking at you. I know you can't do it. I'm going to keep myself. When there's serious depression, you will know. But not on one guy left and then you are now trying to make all of us have sleepless nights. And like you say, I'm going to keep. Those who want to kill themselves, they don't announce. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following me? Uh, hey, you know, I was a very small boy when my landlady, my landlord died, and the children were crying. So on the day they were, so they were passing around the corpse, and daughter just said, "Daddy, daddy, daddy," and she went, and the husband carried her. How the thing touched me deeply. 
I thought she really could last for you. Until one hour after that she was fighting. Hey, this have one. Where is the food? And the musician was in and she was dancing. I was so informed. It made such a strong impression on me. She just fainted for a second. What happened? She didn't faint. She calculated that the husband was behind her. If you don't like, forgive me. <laughs> I'm not a bad person. Life just, I just enjoy life. I enjoy the display that people put up. And <laughs> can some people be so um, hot to the point of feeling like that? Yes, we are not trying to lap it. It happens to some people, but some fake it and they just exaggerate. Why there might be a few people that truly that can be that strong impression on them. So when you see somebody saying, "I'm going to die," please share the word with them. Uh-huh. Don't say that, uh, Pastor. We just leave them <laughs> because you don't know whether somebody is saying the truth. Uh-huh. So when somebody says, "I'm going to just say," rather whether it's for real or not, I you don't need to die. Christ died for you. <laughs> Your death won't save anybody. So don't die. Hallelujah. Amen. What is the purpose? And that's a short message this morning. It will also be equal to what gift satisfies the master. What do you give Jesus that gives him so much joy? There's nothing other than the very reason why he came. What satisfies the art of the master is to give him a gift that is in accordance the very reason why he came into the world. He came to accomplish something. A glad tidings for all men. I believe everyone, now this is where this message might get to be very emotional. Believe me sincerely. Everyone who has seen the Lord in glory, when Jesus begins to talk about salvation of souls, many times he begins to cry. So many believers have never understood that Jesus still cries at times. He does. I remember the testimony of this one. She was even a Catholic. And Jesus stood by the gate of hell and was showing us some things. He said, you know, I pay for all these people that are here. And he began to go. And she said that when Jesus weeps, it's not the way you weep. It comes from within. He said, the way he talks, I've always known that. Jesus, when you see him, you see that royalty all around him. He commands. The master doesn't beg. The praise of Jesus is so mighty. I told you for four days, you won't get yourself... But when he begins to talk about souls or men, he cries. Because when you pay for six billion things, and you only have 500 million in your house, that's a big loss. His blood has freed everybody from satanic influences. But how many people are still there? Do you know what happens in heaven? As people are signing a divorce bill, I divorce you. Go! As families are breaking, Terrorists invading different parts of the world, slaughtering more than children. It was Rick. Rick Joyner is a pilot in America. He was, I think, in CIO and everything. He's almost 70 now. Last time I was in North Carolina, I went to his place. I mean, it's almost like quite almost close to like from here to Acme, down all the way, the properties that they have. It was a big time business. When he had an encounter with Jesus, but as we were talking, Jesus said. You've seen my glory on my face. Say, so let me now show you my back. And Jesus turned. And he saw the lashes behind him. The mark. When you see Jesus, the marks are still there. 
forever those nails stay. Every if you see him, you're going to see those nails. So Jesus turned by saw the lashes and the 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 lashes, the the marks started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and they got so big from inside the mark the guy started saying accidents slaughterings and all those things going on in the world and the master said to him that that is my pain for the people i die for i still carry that's a big torture to pay that kind of price and still watch many people know coca-cola more than jesus christ there are places in the world. There is no way in the world they don't know Coca-Cola. But there are places where they don't know what he has done. They know that some people call themselves Christians, but they do not understand this message. You know why? We have so many Christians who will not share the gospel. It's true. One of the reasons I have one major respect for Muslims. I don't believe their message. But I have one major respect for them. All the rich Muslims that I know, they have a mosque built in their house. Have you noticed? When they build a tent, they build a mosque. When they build a house, they build. When I was growing up, the houses, the richest man I was still was one allergy. There was a mosque. He built a mosque. This, especially the ones in the north, they don't joke with their believers. Have the message. We we just don't share. We have left it for some people. If a Christmas, every Christmas, all Christians should sit down, take a barrel and paper and actually ask yourself, how many souls have I given the master? You have read in the Bible before that when a sinner repents, they rejoice in heaven. How many times have you made them happy in heaven? You know, sometimes when you start praying that, Lord, give me joy, give me joy. There are some prayers that you don't bother to pray. I remember the man's name is Lekek Beke. He came to preach in our church. When I was, when I was working in a in Kaduna, he came to preach in our church one time. And I was a copper then. And um, as the service was going on, this guy came to pray. And he came to talk to us about evangelism. And he said, one day he was coming to Kaduna. He was a young guy. And Robert used to be on that road. And they were shooting left and right. And every day, that's why he said, Oh, I've not really lived for him. We start panicking. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hey. The man just sat down there. The only statement that came out of his mouth was that, Lord, I win one soul every day. You don't have too many people like me. Let me die and watch everyone lose. And he relaxed. You see, if you read the parables of Jesus, you will understand God as a master businessman from the story of talents and the rest. You think if God has someone like that, he will lose the person. You think everyone wants to lose some people. When somebody is giving them breakdowns in heaven every day, they rejoice because it keeps winning one person after the other. Why should everyone want to let that person depart? It is what satisfies the master. Look at all of us that are here. If we have hundred souls won for Christ today, think about what will happen in heaven. So we must let we must know he has come to save humanity and he has trusted us with the message to share with them. How dare we have the likes of Paul who hates Christians with everything in them? But you see, we don't hate them back because the light of the gospel can meet them and they can be saved. Yeah. Glory to God. I told you when I was in school, the guy that used to blaspheme because he used to hear most of the, those things from his father was a lecturer in Mapoli or so. 
and the father will put things in you. He will come to school and say, young boy from Genesis 3. And be saying things about God and everything Bible. Because he said, we'll see that the father will argue and finish everybody. Then he went to Ife. Then I saw him one day. I said, so how about your dad? Ah, he said, he's not a pastor. He had an, somebody brought a message. The father argued, the pastor left and said that I have prayed that God will reveal himself to you. And God did No matter how hardened people try to be against the gospel, they just need a man who will share with them and pray for them. We have the answers that the world is looking for. Very true. We should not be caught in things that are catching other people. Disagreement at all, fights, poverty, sickness, and all those things. But I've discovered that when you are set on your course for the gospel, it begins to take care of you because you are an ambassador of heaven. And it will be an insult. You can't see an ambassador, American ambassador and see them looking anyhow. God also responds when the person has taken up on himself the responsibility of sharing the gospel. So this is actually the best gift. You can give me a card, you can give me a share, tie, can give me wine, chicken for Christmas. You can give different things. Wonderful gifts. But you must give the one who came something. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, honestly speaking, whether I pass by a mosque and I see people praying or pass by anywhere, every day I pass through Fela Shrine when I'm going home and I see now there are many prostitutes stand by. They wave me down every night and I shake my head. Because sometimes I live very late. And if you pass that, by that place very late in the night, usually from like 11, 12 and above, you see all those girls on the road. Now they become bolder when it's getting very, very late. The same thing I learned. What they wear like 9 o'clock, what they wear when it's like 12, 1. I move around the night a lot. And, they, and my heart bleeds. And to know that the price has been paid for these people. To walk into some intensive care unit in the hospital and to realize that he was wounded for a transgression. To see people getting pregnant and having miscarriages and to sing God's word Deuteronomy chapter 7 that none of you shall suffer miscarriage. To know that the price has been paid. Oh God. I've seen a bit, a bit of that in life before. When you wouldn't know, my brother went to one hotel. They came to Pasmaka in Lagos when they were students and they stayed in this hotel. The type of hotel where they will put all kinds of things in your fridge. Some you will pay for some as part of the gift. They left Latarin. They came from UI, went straight to Latarin, left Latarin, so the cab dropped them at the hotel. By the time they get to the it was after 11. They looked around, there was nowhere to buy food. All you guys today, about five, they do were as hungry as anything. They talked, they came downstairs, walked around looking for places, and they couldn't. It just never occurred them to open the refrigerator. They were tired, they were looking for food till they came back hungry and slept. When they woke up in the morning, one of them opened the refrigerator and saw goodies inside. And they asked the person, the child, they said, For you. It was there, but they were looking for food around. Oh, they let a vital lesson. It didn't happen to me. But I'm wise enough already. If I'm in any hotel, I search everything. 
<laughs> Most of them, they can't happen to me. <laughs> I like, when I'm not in Nigeria, anywhere they put me in any hotel, once they go, the first thing I do, I pray inside, then I take a stroll. I walk two hours away this way, two hours away this way. When I'm abroad, I enjoy walking a lot because I pray, for, since there's no sun. One day I walked till I got into trouble. Maybe I walked for about four hours and to return was born. I just sat on the road there. <laughs> so who sent me? I just enjoy it. I want to see what is around me to the left, what's around me to the right. So I take a stroll worshiping, then come back, go this way. So if you come back the phone, I can tell even my oaths that this is what I know what is here. I know where there is Chinese, I know where you can to supermarket, I know where I check. In conclusion, you know, I've said to us as a church, let's make up our mind. Say in 2020. Don't wait until they start now because we're already living in 2020. Be a soul winner. Nothing affects your Christianity like this. I have found out that there is a glory in the lives of soul winners that others can never have if you are not a soul winner. Believe me sincerely. A guy that used to talk on Facebook against churches and he'll be quoting scriptures, they have missed it. We are standing on the truth. People talk like that. When you bring dimension of soul, they don't want to hear because they don't want to win souls. They want to attack the souls won by other people or teach them. Teaching is easy. Anybody can read the book and come on. So I asked one of them one day, can you, I said, your case is like the case of some young boys, story ahead, who went to meet God and said that our science is now really perfected. God, we don't need you anymore. We can make man, we can do everything. That we can make man, we don't need to God. I mean, he said, young boys, it's a story. Young boys in America, they were signed. They became so good in science, so they went to meet all my So God sat down and was listening to them. Said that we just want to announce it that your time has expired. That we don't need you, we don't need anything from you again. If I, we can make man. And said, God, listen to them patiently and said, no problem. That's, I agree with you. We can make man. So he said, we'll show you how we two can make man. So they started putting sound together. So God now told them, what about, how about starting with creating your own sound? Then you told me, <laughs> did you get that? Yeah. You are making mouth, but you want to start using sand. The sound you are about to use, God created it. So if you don't really need them, you start by, you create your sand. <laughs> so I said to the guy that, how about, why are you angry with redeem and winners? Why don't you just go, you are a Bible teacher you claim to be, you think their doctrines are not right, they are making a mistake, this one. Now, why don't you just go out? There are over 50 million souls in Nigeria that are not saved. That is more than the number of redeemer winners put together. So the harvest field is plenty. Why don't you just go out, win souls, and teach them what you believe Christians should be taught? Oh, the guys are abusing me. I got in where? Because they will never do that. They want to talk to people who are already going to other church that someone else wants to Christ. If you, Paul said I will not preach in the, the gospel where the name of Christ has been mentioned. So Paul went to Gentiles and said, I want a raw work. I don't want to build on another man's work. If you are like Paul, prove that you are anointed. Prove that what you are saying is correct. Go out, win guys on the street, win guys in the club, train them to be pastor, to be evangelist. Then you will know how easy it is to be a pastor. But they won't do that. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's make up your mind to be a soul winner. They are in our offices. You know, somebody asked me that question on Sunday. They are everywhere. Everywhere you turn, there are souls everywhere. 
waiting for you to talk with them. There's nowhere you turn that you don't see people who are not saved. Believe me, sir, it's not as hard as you think. Will you meet people who antagonize and insult? Yes, you will. Bible tells you you won't win everybody, so just move away. But are there hearts that are open? Yes. Oh, so many. It will shock you. I don't know which one of us went down one day. As those guys and girls were drinking, sat with them, as my dear would be in church next Sunday, and then they came. It has happened about four times in this church. One day we stopped service, we went out of evangelism, and people won. Achuku and all of them, that was how they joined the church. They made them playing drought on a Sunday morning. I said, okay, will you come? As we started sharing with them, Sunday for the pastor, Abby Paul Shadi were the ones talking with them. And the following Sunday, about six of them were in church, and they were. Many of them have traveled out now. Patrick is in Shokoto now and everything. I think uh, uh, um, Izu went to China. But till they traveled, they were all here. And they made them Sunday morning. And for years. How long does it take for God to bless? It doesn't take time. Many times our heart is not. See, let me tell you two things. I will close with this. Number one, if a soul winner. Number two, if a sudden blessing comes into your hand. Listen to me very well. What to do with your first breakthrough will determine how long or how short cycles of breakthrough will be in your life. All everybody I can tell a day that something great happened. But you see, this is very important. So that it does not become something that happens once in five years. Don't rush the first one and satisfy your need. We don't preach first fruits. But sincerely speaking, a wise person knows that you should honor God with first of his time that comes to you. If God comes first, then that should be. I get what I'm saying. It's not a doctrinal question. Why should I get my a job? I'm going to spend years on the job and the first time I want to start buying tie and shirts. If I didn't have that job, I would still be alive. So I find it not difficult at all to give it to God. In appreciation of the fact that now I am working, before I start spending what I'm earning, I consider my God first, so I give him. So all the people are giving that is not anybody, this one, that one, it's just a sign of dishonor. They just don't want to. It's a Christian sin if you're not do that. I don't think there's anything attached. But I'm saying that those who want to honor God. That's why Solomon used that word, honor the Lord with your substance. It's honor. I acknowledge that there's a maker and you come first. The remaining 37 months, I can buy anything I like. But this first one, Lord. That's what I saw in that guy. And you saw when you are like that, things will start opening up repeatedly. But if you are too fast, oh, I need this one. Oh, I need that one. I need this one. I have never allowed me to control my life. Honestly speaking. I have never allowed me to control my life. Purpose must control you. Have you heard me today? Yes, sir. In what I just said now, as revealed to some people, why it's that was how you prayed and God that something came and then you are wondering why that kind of thing has not come again. Maybe somebody just paid your rent like that. You are wondering why is this a one time thing? Make no mistake about it. It is not God's plan that it should be a one time thing. The Bible says that his messes are new. How many times? every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So why is he a one-time thing? Is it that God is stingy or he prefers to suffer so much while I encourage you once in a while? And then like, no, that's not our God. Bible says, blessed be Lord, who daily loads us with benefits. Every day. Every day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how many soul winners are here?
say in the name of Jesus Christ, I make up my mind. So you can't be trained exactly on how to win souls. You can give you an idea. Just go and do it. Sometimes, as you do it, it's like praying. The more you do, the more you learn. It's like driving. No matter the theory they tell you about driving, if you don't sit down behind that wheel and drive, you can't master it. But some people have never gone. I didn't go to any driving school. I just stole my father's car key. I started driving. And I didn't bash his car. Are you with me this morning? In 2020, from now, make up your mind. Be a soul winner. Be among those who populate the kingdom of heaven. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.